welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. Mm. You know, we've been teaching how to get people out of debt for over... 33 years or But before we even get into that, we could do our do not fear for today. Yeah, let's do that. That'd yeah, be important to that do that. That would be important to do. Yes. Because we don't want to miss one of the 365 days no, we don't. that God tells us to do not fear. But we're just fired up about getting out of debt. Yeah. February 21st, Psalm 3, 6. Psalm 3, verse 6 says, I will not fear. Though tens of thousands assail me on every side. <laughs> that is a lot of faith. And it is that. Especially not having a lot of fear. That's right. All right. So. We're going to teach today faith in the world. Faith in the word will bring success. That's right. And it will. And like we were about to say, we've been teaching for people to get out of debt for really over 33 years. We were doing it before it was cool, fashionable, even profitable. Over the years, we resisted the temptation to align ourselves with financial planners, insurance agents, financial brokers, and others in the financial professions to make money off referrals from those who follow this ministry. Mm -hmm. I have at times recommended them as good, but not for profit. That's right. The Bible is an instruction manual for success, revealing how to walk in God's blessing flow and experience the good life He envisions for us. It's all in the Word of God. God's instructions are not situational. They don't vary based on current economic conditions or which party's in power or your personal circumstances or unrest anywhere in the world. The principles in this word are clear and absolute. This is important to know now more than ever. If you want to experience God's power, you've got to know his word. And as we say every day, read that Bible and do what it says. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Matthew twenty two twenty nine twenty two twenty nine 29 is so powerful that we're going to read it to you in four different translations. Because if you get nothing else but this scripture and this teaching will have accomplished its purpose. Matthew twenty two twenty nine, King James Version. Jesus answered and said unto them, Yet you err, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. Matthew twenty two twenty nine, New Living Translation. Jesus replied, Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. The contemporary English version of that same verse, Matthew twenty two twenty nine, says it this way. Jesus answered, you're completely wrong. You don't know what the scriptures teach, and you don't know anything about the power of God. Wow. So and, and one more. The Message Bible translation of that scripture, Matthew twenty two twenty nine, says, Jesus answered, you're off base on two counts. You don't know your Bibles, and you don't know how God works. Mm. Sounding spiritual doesn't make you spirit-led. We've discovered that a little truth or a half-truth is a dangerous thing, and truthfully, it can be deceptive. We get thousands of letters, emails, phone calls each week. Sadly, they're 
from a number of Christians, well-meaning, heaven-bound believers, who just don't understand prosperity, seed time, and harvest. Sometimes I'm amazed, and not in a good way, at the lack of knowledge about what the Word has to say and what it doesn't say. Here are seven ways faith in the Word brings success. One, if you don't give now, the Bible says you never will. You know, we've heard people say they'll begin to sow when they get a job. Not really. No, they won't. We've heard people say that they'll give big when they get that bonus or they get that big raise. No, they won't. We've heard people say they'll begin to sow when their ship comes in. You know what we say about that. No, they won't, because if you don't send a ship out, you're not going to ever get a ship in. That's right. You have to plant seed before you can ever expect to see a harvest or anything other than weeds. True. You know, we've heard the comments, well-meaning, good-intention words of those who say they're going to do great things for the kingdom of God when they receive that financial windfall. But, but, it's not going to happen. So how can we be so sure that all these good folks, and I mean well-meaning, are not going to pay off the church mortgage or give a million dollars to their favorite ministry? Because it's in the Word. Luke 16.10, Luke, Luke 16.10 says this, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Meaning, the Word has you squared away. He knows what you're going to do, and he wrote it in the Word. If you don't sow what you've got now, you'll never sow later on. That's so true. Number two, things are never so tight that you can't afford to give. That's right. Hallelujah. Think about that. If the enemy can get you to believe that you can't afford to tithe or give offerings, he has the ability to take advantage of you. The enemy is powerless to impact your life until you give him the power. It's done by how you communicate your current financial situation with the words you speak or the things you confirm in writing. Make no mistake about it. Hallelujah. The enemy wants you living in fear over the lack of appearance, lack of a, lack over the and appearance a, of lack that's right. in your financial situation. If the enemy can transfer fear into your mind, he immediately has the ability to take advantage of you. The enemy can get you to believe that you can't afford to give, and he has the ability to take advantage of you. The enemy can get you to confessing lack in your life. He has the ability to take advantage of you. If you say words that include a lack of faith in God's provision or over his ability to move in your circumstances, then you're going to live a life of financial shortage. Life and death, truly, is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21, 18, 21. If you say, this is all I have or I can't afford to give, then you're effectively negating the promises of God. You're consciously or unconsciously limiting the power of God to bring financial deliverance into your life and giving up your right to the financial last will and testament of our Lord. Hallelujah. You know, God wants us to get our eyes on him and his ability to create a supernatural manifestation in our lives. It's time for us to raise our level of expectation. 
we preach it all the time. Yes, we do. Nowhere in the scripture does God tell his people not to give when things are bad. To the contrary, he told Isaac in Genesis to sow in famine and hard times. He told the widow woman in 2 Kings to give her last meal to the prophet. He says, give and it shall be given to you. He says that when we give our bread seed to the sower, that's what he does. He gives seed to the sower. And if he's giving seed to the sower, it means you had to sow something first. That's right. Not just those who think about, well, it'd be a great, great idea to sow one of these days. Yeah. Number three, saying you have nothing to give means you aren't applying the word of God to Hear your this. life. Even if you feel like you have nothing to give, don't say it. The words that you speak empower the enemy and disable the blessings of God. Angels respond to his word, which is why we need to be speaking words of faith over our finances, regardless of our current situation. That says it in Psalm 103:20. Bless those his angels who give, well, they give action to those words. You need yes, to read it. Do. There have been times that we, well, at times we've been so broke we didn't have enough money to pick up the pieces. But we never said that we didn't have anything to give. And no surprise, there was a way somewhere along the line that God made a way that we had something to give. More than once, you know, because we work in ministry and work together, we've lost our jobs at the same time. We've gone months without a job. But, well, I should say no job, no income. But we made it. We shouldn't have made it, but we made it. We sold a car we owned. We never thought twice about tithing off the proceeds. And there's been other times when the Lord has just given us ideas on how to earn some income on the side, and we never missed a house payment, never missed, well, anything that we owed. That's it. Sadly, there is a shortage mentality where the immediate subconscious response is, I have nothing to give. That's not true unless you believe it and confess it. And remember, we're confessing do not fears every day. There's, right. there's always one for the day you're living. 2 Corinthians 9.10. 2 Corinthians 9.10 in the classic Amplified says, And God, who provides seed for the sower, remember we just mentioned this, and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. The key phrase in this verse is that God will provide seed for the sower. The point is, if you're not a sower, it's not likely he's providing. True. But if you sow, he will provide. The Bible is clear. If you sow, you will reap. If you don't, you won't. And whatever you sow is what you will reap. If you sow groceries, you're going to reap groceries. If you sow money, then you'll reap money. It's not that hard to understand that you reap apples from apple seeds, and that's how it works in the kingdom. Yes, it does. Number four, stay away from doubt at any cost. One of the enemy's greatest weapons is to create doubt in our minds about the promises of God. Doubting is not of God. Mark 11, 23, 11, 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. You look at that verse, 
and uh, you might uh, underline where it says, shall not doubt in his heart, and then also underline, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Need to get that deep down in you. So look at this verse and have it underlined and get it down inside of you. If you have doubt in your heart, you will never possess what you have to say or do. But if you keep on confessing it, keep on confessing it, then you're going to start believing what you're saying. So don't ever give up your confession of Absolutely. faith. Absolutely. Now, we're going to recommend that you read the next three verses a minimum of seven times straight. Here they are. James 1, 5 through 7. James 1, 5 through 7, classic amplified. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God, who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given him. Verse 6. Only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, doubts, it's like the billowing, billowing surge out at sea. It's blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. In verse 7, For truly, let not such a person imagine that they will receive anything that he, the Lord, asks from them. He asks from the Lord. James 1, 7, 1, 7, New, New Living Translation. Such people, doubters, should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. We often quote this, but F.F. F. Bosworth, the author of that classic book, Christ the Healer, he said that faith and doubt cannot live in the same house. Mm. Think on these things. We're going to pick this up tomorrow and just meditate on it because it'll pump you up. Yes, it will. Hallelujah. And it'll scare the devil. I like it. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.